if you are able to partner with the government, guaranteeing that payment is basically taking the risk out of real estate. The government is willing to pay us a large portion of their rent. And you can find what the going rent is for a one bedroom, a two bedroom, a three bedroom, a four bedroom. So that way the government is willing to pay up until that amount so that person can live in that community. And there's some places around the country where you can pick up properties for 60,000 to $80,000 that are paying $1,600 for a three bedroom. It has to work or it has to work. Welcome to Circle of Greatness. I'm your host, Nehemiah Davis, and we got a super special episode for y'all today. Man, one of the most highly requested episodes is real estate and not just real estate. People like, bro, how can I make this thing guaranteed, right? So I had to bring my guy Doug in, man. 90% of his entire portfolio was Section 8, so I'm about to peel back and get the exact blueprint so y'all can learn how you could get in the game, get some guaranteed money, and build wealth for you and your family. So, man, without further ado, man, my guy. Hey, what's up? What up, dog? Hey, my guy. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate you, bro. How you feeling, it's bro? It's always a pleasure. I'm feeling amazing. Man. Feeling amazing. Thank you for uh, yep. taking time to just get on the um, get on the show, man. I just want to walk through some some real estate deals, some yeah. Section Eight, yep. and just get the people just more game on them really building wealth, right? Right. I guess to start this off, bro, we're at a uncertain place and guys i ain't gonna lie y'all want game so doug this is his third time on we not gonna go over his backstory i'm literally jumping right into some game right and some some things i want to help y'all really get right with real estate so we about to get right to it so i wanted to kind of know like i know you've been big on section eight like you've been getting paid for 10 plus years with section eight you told me you never miss rent like tell me about Section eight, bro, because there's yeah. so many misconceptions. They don't pay. Uh, they mess up your property. And I've been watching your Instagram yeah. and videos and you like you're showing all the turnovers. And I'm like, well, they never seem that bad. Right. So I want to just walk through, I guess, what section eight is. And yeah. just before we get that far, how haven't you missed the rent payment? In 10 years, bro. Yeah. So what it comes down to is partnering with the government. Yeah. So partnering with the government, the government actually does not want homeless people. So otherwise, if the government didn't wasn't able to step in place to provide housing for low income, they wouldn't have a place to live. Well, Section A is actually designed for people who are low income. Yep. So with that design, the government is willing to pay us a large portion of their rent, right? Of a tenant's rent. So this could be an individual, this could be a family. So for instance, for a family to live in Atlanta, the average rent might be $2,000. So the government has certain things in place called the fair market rent. And you can actually go to the huduser.gov site and you can find what the going rent is for a one bedroom, a two bedroom, a three bedroom, a four bedroom. So that way the government is willing to pay up until that amount so that person can live in that community. Mm. Right. So some areas are higher than others. And there's some places around the country where you could pick up properties for sixty thousand to eighty thousand dollars that are paying sixteen hundred dollars for a three bedroom, right? Eighteen hundred dollars for a four bedroom. Yeah. So this is something where you can actually partner because one of the biggest things that people run into when it comes to real estate, you know, is will I get my money? Will I get yeah, paid? Yeah. So now if you can eliminate that major factor, because getting paid is important, right? We do real estate for cash flow. So getting paid is so major that if you are able to partner with the government, guaranteeing that payment is basically taking the risk out of real estate, right? Because we all know investing is very risky. But for real estate, one of the reasons that I like it is because it's a calculated risk. So if I can go ahead and figure out how to buy a property with a small amount of money down 
and then be able to have a cash flow because I base all of my buys based off of what the government is willing to pay from a rent number. Hmm. So I prefer not to go with market tenants. Have I, do I have market tenants? For sure. But what I notice is that the market tenants, especially in times like COVID and, and so forth, the economy going down, yeah. puts you in a situation where now you're tracking down $1,500. Whereas when you partner with the government, you could be in situations where the government's paying 100% of the tenant's rent mm. or even 90% of the tenant's rent. So now you might have to track down $50, $100. Right, I'd rather go ahead and track down fifty or a hundred dollars versus fifteen hundred dollars. You sure. see how that works? Sure. And then I want you to even touch on because this yeah. son you also taught me, bro, is like even if they get laid off, you told me okay. they put some stuff in place. I'm like, yeah. all roads lead to sex partnering with the government. So go ahead and break that down. Yeah. So my cousin actually broke it down to me, right? So let's say you're on section eight and you're currently working. Let's say your monthly payment of the fifteen hundred dollars is two hundred dollars. Section eight will go ahead and cover the rest. But now if you get laid off, this is like, lay, like layoff insurance, if you will. So now if you go ahead and get laid off, section eight will go ahead and pick up 100% of the tab until you get back on your feet. So as a landlord, the biggest thing is if someone, if you have a market tenant, they get laid off, now they might not have the money to pay you. And then you have to go through the court process, the eviction process, which can take you know weeks and weeks in some places, depending on what, if you're in a blue state or red state, it could take months and months. So what's taking place is now you're eliminating that risk and now you're being able to take on this investment that's basically risk-free. You're taking that risk out of the real estate investment. Got it. So for the most part, bro, it appears this is so many bulletproof ways right. to really go get it. So I'm thinking about it's two things, right? If I got a portfolio, how do I go convert this? Do you recommend, should people convert this thing if they got a portfolio of regular or should you keep like... Give me so, your 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 yeah. philosophy on that. Any so, new deal? Are you always looking to only Section Eight? When do you decide if I'm going to go market rate yeah. or Section Eight? Oh yeah, that's, that's big right here, right? So what it comes down to is analyzing the actual deal, right? So if we're looking at a deal, we say, okay, what's the current market rents? What are these tenants paying? And if there's a huge difference than what uh, Section Eight will pay, and again, we got to go to fair market rents, FMR rents, to see what a Section Eight tenant will pay in that particular area. And that difference is $100. And I might not go ahead and convert all the market tenants over to Section 8. But sometimes in a lot of these areas, the difference is $300, $400, $500. So this will be a tenant that I want to go ahead and convert over to Section 8. So how can I do that? I'll go ahead and raise or actually give them a notice, especially if they're at the end of their lease. I say, you know what? We're going to raise your rent $200. And if that tenant says, hey, we can't do $200, then we'll go ahead and give them a 30 to 60 day notice that they can go ahead and move out. And then if they move out, who are we going to get in? We're going to get a Section 8 tenant. Mm. And it's very easy. We can go to affordablehousing.com mm. to take nice pictures of the, of the property. Of course, we're going to broadcast the kitchen, the bathrooms, uh, the, the living rooms and so forth of that property. Posted on affordable housing. And this is a site where Section 8 tenants actually go to find rentals in that particular area. Jeez. Mm. Yep. It's so many plays, dog. Yep. And I want to talk about you, you the master, bro, of squeezing more money out of these properties. Oh, yeah. I want you to talk about adding the bedroom play. It's, yep. it's a oh, yeah. play that most people aren't doing. Yep. Um, but I think if you're moving out somebody, it makes sense to possibly add this for that extra money mm -hmm. if, if you could walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, I could break that down. So, like, for instance, I have a property in Coatesville that I picked up probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. Tenant just moved out. It was a market rate tenant. That so same I, person been with you for 10 years? Not that same person. Okay. Yeah, so the way it worked, it, it originally was a Section 8 tenant. The Section 8 tenant actually had a boyfriend that was staying at the property with her. 
she went ahead and got married to another guy. She's like, hey, can this can my boyfriend Mike actually stay in this property? He's gonna have two other friends live here. And I say, you know what? I don't feel like doing a turnover. So I went against my better judgment. Yeah. I said, every yes. time you go against your better every, judgment, every single you. time, brother, I should have just qualified him, say, yeah. hey, he's not Section 8. Yeah. I'm sorry, brother. You know, you got to find play, another place to live. So what did I do? I, I agreed. So it was three guys paying um, $1,200 a month in rent. So he yep. split it up $400 a piece. Yep. And they were going good for a couple of years and so forth. But they got started getting behind on their payments. But the long story short is we finally got them out. But then when I went back into the property to turn it over, you know, we just painted the floors um, gray, painted all the walls, semi-gloss white. Yep. I noticed when I walked up to the third floor, it was a huge, huge uh, attic. There's already a bedroom that was sectioned off, but then I could go ahead and put an additional wall, right, and make another bedroom. So now instead of this property being a four-bedroom property, it's now a five-bedroom property. Mm. So instead of right now, the going rate for a four-bedroom in this area is $2,200. Mm. But by me adding that additional wall, which only cost me less than a thousand dollars, now I'm able to demand a rent for twenty five hundred dollars. Mm. So now it's extra three hundred dollars a month. But people look at three hundred dollars a month; that's nice and all. But that's extra thirty six hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Then you take that over ten years; it's extra thirty six thousand if the rents were to stay the same. And then think about what's that? Pay? That's paying some of your properties, Philly. That's paying all your property tax right, for yep. some of these rentals. Yep. The water bill that you got to cover, yeah. paying some maintenance. Yep. I mean, that's a, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. So it's those little things where you can actually go ahead and maximize the amount of rent that you're getting. But if I'm looking at a portfolio, the first thing I look at when I'm going to buy a portfolio is, okay, are these rents undervalued? So if I'm looking at a portfolio and I see that they're market rate tenants. I want you to talk about that six play. You got a crazy oh yeah, the six, or pack. six or eight pack. Oh yeah, the six so pack. So I think you told me like 20 or 30, 40 grand out. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that when I'm looking at these portfolios, I'm looking, okay, are the rents undervalued? And how much can I go ahead and increase these rents by that fair market rent? But what one of the plays when you're picking up a package deal, the first thing, especially if it's a turnkey package, I want to see, okay, is that, is that package undervalued first? If I can catch that package undervalued, like for instance, I just picked up a package in Coatesville and the value was, um, was about 40% undervalued, right? So what I did was I used a short-term loan on this property where I only had to put down 10% of the purchase price. So it was a pack, this particular package was three pack, uh, $215,000. So I had to put down 10% and then I got a 5% construction, excuse me, $5,000 construction budget on this package. So I was able to use short-term funding, put down the 10%. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the rents over. So right now the market tenants are paying $850 per unit per property. And then once I move them out, I'll be able to receive $2,100 coming in, right? Yeah. So go from $850 to $2,100, which is Section 8 is willing to pay in that area. So now that I know that, once I go ahead and increase these rents, get new tenants in, then I'll go ahead and refinance the property. Because I got them for got those properties for pennies on a dollar at a deep discount, so I'll be able to get my initial capital back. So, like the yeah, the name of the game is how fast can you get your capital back? Yeah. So let's say for instance, you go ahead, you put ten thousand dollars down on a property, yeah. and you're cash flowing five hundred dollars per month. Yeah. The break even is going to be twenty months. Got it. In that property, so that's just a break even analysis when you're buying a turnkey property. But it's like it's a yeah. no brainer. It's still, and then you get the cash flow for the rest of your life without life, yeah. without paying anything extra. Exactly. Now, again, we always talk about the good and we're going to continue to talk about it, but what's some things that you should look out for when vetting your tenants? Like, yep. cause again, 
it's almost like a marriage, like yeah. or, or dating. Like, yep. what are some things that I supposed to do prior to getting this Section Eight tenant before yeah. I let them in to even know if yeah. they may be a good fit or not? Right. Like, what's some things we should look up? So first and foremost, right, you're gonna put your property for rent on affordablehousing.com, yep. right? That's the first and foremost. And you're gonna put that, hey, we're, it's a four bedroom property. So you have to qualify your tenant before they even come and see the property. Cause you can get a lot of situations where people just wanna go ahead and see the property because it looks nice, but they might not be qualified and they could be wasting your time. So one of the biggest ways to qualify them is first seeing if they have a voucher in hand, right? And make sure that voucher matches up with the number of bedrooms that you have. Mm. If you have a four bedroom property, you need a four bedroom voucher. Of course, there'll be people that have a two bedroom voucher trying to see your four bedroom voucher, but they're never gonna be a good candidate. Yeah. In terms of section eight, you can only go up one voucher size or you can go down one voucher size. Explain it. So, so yep. if, if I got a four bedroom voucher, right. I can go to five? You can go to five, correct. But they only gonna pay for four. Correct, correct. Or I could go down to three. Mm -hmm. mm, that's good. Yeah, that's yep, good yep, yep. So. I, I would rather, if I have a five bedroom voucher, I'd rather go with the person that has the five bedroom voucher instead of a four bedroom voucher. Section eight is gonna give me a little bit more because that person with the four bedroom voucher is only allotted for a certain amount of money yeah. that they can afford. Do you still do the play? I don't know, I haven't yeah. heard you talk about it in a while, but you used to go in, like when some of your tenants leave, you will go in the basement. Mm -hmm. And if, this might be excessive for somebody who don't, you actually yeah. do real estate all day, but. Yeah you would dig out the ground, make the ground a little deeper so you could put a bedroom in the basement yeah. to get more. Do you still do that or not? Uh, it depends. If I'm doing a full gut renovation yeah. and there's enough money in the budget to do that, yeah. enough equity in the deal, yeah. then sure, I'll go ahead and dig out the basement, put a French drain system, yeah. uh, add an egress window and put a bedroom in the basement. Yeah. But if I'm just looking at a property and say I'm turning it over, I probably won't go ahead and do that because it costs right too much extra work don't. and so forth and the turnover cost yeah yeah it would have to make sense what's the average cost for you most of your portfolios anywhere from uh, single families to four plexus yep what's the average cost of a turnover for you no, that's good that's a good question so average cost on a turnover with paint material labor is probably about 1200 bucks and let me ask you this, how many people end up losing their security deposit generally for you? Yeah, so I say in general, it depends. So I have two different things kind of set up when it comes to security deposit. Yeah. So oftentimes people, when they're getting security deposits, they get security deposits from third party agencies. So we just started putting in our leases as an addendum that if your security deposit comes from a third party agency, that we're not gonna return that security deposit back to the tenant, mm. right? So that's one thing. But two, yeah, but two, when we're looking at a property, we try to make them as indestructible as possible. Yeah, that's good. But for instance, if a tenant is leaving trash, you know, we're gonna look at what it costs to remove that trash. And the trash, to remove that trash could be five, $600 because we have to pay people and so forth. We have to coordinate. So that's a cost in itself. So if they leave any trash, you know, that's gonna take, that's gonna eat up a big portion of their security deposit. I say a lot of times the security deposit that we collect from the tenant is enough to cover the turnover. Mm, which is a play. That's yeah, why. I, yeah. I mean, that's because most likely they're going to do something that's going right. to get a portion of it taken, yep. if not all of it taken. Exactly. And I've been watching your Instagram and I've been seeing like all these turnover videos. I'm like, yo, that don't look like it was right. that wasn't as bad. Mm -hmm. And I want you to touch on a lot of people don't understand. And you told me this years ago that the reason why most Section 8 people won't totally destroy your property oh, yeah. because they could lose, is that still, yeah. they could lose a voucher, right? Yeah, so like when you're looking at Section 8, 
Right now in America, there's some places where there's literally a waiting list for five years, some places 10 years. So could you imagine doing something to lose your voucher, a voucher where you're only paying $25 to live, $50 to live, even $200 to live? Why would you want to mess that up? Most families with you know kids and so forth do not want to mess up that voucher. Therefore, they don't want to destroy your property. And it's a misconception that a lot of people feel that, you know, if I'm on Section 8, they're going to destroy my property. They're going to tear up my cabinets. They're going to burn my house down. Well, and if you go to my Instagram, you can actually see what these properties look like when a Section 8 tenant moves out. And it's really not that bad. Yeah. And guys, look, if you're looking at this right now, right, I got to stop the episode where right? I got to stop the show. I want you guys to go to Doug'sMasterclass.com right now. When I talk about this dude is going to literally break down and share with you everything you need to know to buy your first or your next investment property. What you don't understand is everybody got a freedom number and some of you are only one property, two properties, three properties or four properties away from totally replacing your job income. And this class is going to literally show you step-by-step step how to do that. So go to DougsMasterclass.com um, and let's get back to the show. Doug, I want to talk about the freedom number, bro. You oh, yeah. always talk about this. I, like, yeah. bro, my last job I worked at, I made my my last full-time job, I made like 1500 I think, a month. Mm. And I worked 55 hours a week. A lot of people yeah. don't calculate when it comes to work, how much time it takes getting to work, coming home from work, all of that. Yeah. So I worked. 55 hours a week, 220 hours per month. I made $1,500 per month, dog. I only need right now a triplex, maybe yeah. two. I need a triplex. I may, I may need two single family, like to right. replace my entire job income where I was working 60 hours a week, well, yep. 55 hours. I want you to talk about how do you calculate this number? I know yeah. you got a bunch of calculators yeah, and yep. stuff, but what are some things people could do to really see, yo, yeah. what I need to do to replace this? Yeah, I mean, we could break the deal down, right? Let's say a property in Coatesville, I picked it up for $60,000, right? And turnkey or? Yeah, this, this one's turnkey. Got it. Turnkey, ready to go. And the monthly expenses on that is $575, right? So right now in Coatesville, that type of property is renting for $2,200. Mm. So, so the monthly expenses on this property is $575. $575. And it's renting for $2,200. Right. Okay. Right. So that's $1,625. And then, of course, there's property management. Um, it's property management. You got to put some money away for maintenance. Uh, it's 200 more bucks. Yeah, say 200 more property, bucks. Uh, about 5 to 10%. 5 to 10%. I negotiate a good rate with my property manager. We pay 6%. Okay. Yep. So now just with that one property at that t at that price point, you know, we're looking at we're looking at about 1425 of cash flow. Yeah. For that one property, one single jingle. Yeah. Right? But so that's my whole job what I work for for the month after taxes. Yeah, just off of one property. One property. But I say on average if you're going to some markets and you're picking up a property for 60 to 80,000, yeah. like there's some markets like a uh, like St. Louis, there's uh Cleveland, Ohio, there's the Midwest um, Indianapolis and such, Alabama are some uh, cities that you can actually go to, pick up these properties between 60 and 80,000 close to turnkey, right? You put down a small amount anywhere between 10 to 20%, right? And the monthly payment is going to be right around on a, on a mortgage like that. You know, interest rates a little high, say yeah. 625 and they're renting out for about 1575 on average. That's about $950 of cash flow. Yeah. Right. Crazy. So, so even if we back out expenses and such, if you're at 700 bucks, let's say you get $700 cash flow, like right now in today's market, you should be able to find $700 of cash flow in a lot of these markets, 
right? And I give a whole list, you know, yeah. top 10 areas where you can invest to, to find these. So now if you're getting $700 of cash flow for you to make, let's say your freedom number is $3,000 a month, right? All you got to do is take 3,000 divided by 750. That's four properties. Yeah. Right. And it's not that hard to get four properties, right? Yeah. And then if you want to double what you, what your freedom number is, get four more properties. Yeah. That's eight properties. And, and most Man. people will start with FHA tool 3K or a yeah. regular FHA yep. 3.5. It's a new one coming out. I think you told me yeah, about it. Yeah, it's the Fannie Mae. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, so uh, technically you have the, you know, everyone knows about the FHA. You put 3.5% down. Yeah. You can get a, a one to four unit building. Uh, but one of the issues that people were running into was uh, something called the self-sufficiency test, mm. where it's basically like, hey, if your units, if you're not living in the unit, can the unit based off the rent, sustain the actual monthly expenses of that property. Yeah. And then you have to deduct 25% for vacancy. It gets to be a complicated formula, yeah. but in short, it was extremely hard to do, get a triplex and a four unit building using the FHA program. Yeah. So a lot of people were getting actually denied. However, there's a program with the Fannie Mae program where you only have to put 5% and they don't do this uh, self-sufficiency test. So they make it a lot easier for people to get a one, two, three, or four unit building. So the play is to figure out how you can live in one of those units, yeah. rent out the other three, and now you're in a situation where you're living for free. Because most people's biggest cost is literally their living a cost, right? Their living expense. So if you can go ahead and eliminate your living expense, now you're put in a situation where that's more money freed up to invest, yeah. more money freed up to live the life that you want to live. But what I like to do with that extra free money that I just freed up, is go ahead and invest it. Mm. And that's how we have cash flow. And we can buy our freedom back. Bruh. I hope, I literally hope what y'all hearing is not going over your head, man. I also want to do this. I know we're going to get ready to close. Um, I want to hear some, I don't know if we asked about a couple mistakes to avoid, right? Yeah. Any other mistakes that people should be looking for? We, we heard about some things with tenants. Is there yeah. anything else that we should be looking for when it comes to buying properties? Is there anything we... That we're that we're looking out for right now. Yeah, yeah. So I think think if you're buying a property where you're not redoing the plumbing, you're not redoing the electrical, there's insurances that you can actually buy specifically for that. Well, I remember you talked about right? that. Right. Yeah. So for instance, one of my first properties, the sewer line busted, and the city actually condemned my property. Right. They condemned that it. Take it. Right. Yeah. Well, they basically can put say danger. No, they put danger. They all the tenants had to evacuate because there was literally a pool of raw sewage out in the backyard. Right. So they had to condemn the property. I had to go ahead and put these people up in a hotel for five days. Right. So I had the raw sewage in the back. But long story short, I had paid a handyman to go ahead and dig up the sewer in the back for two thousand dollars. He didn't know what what he was doing. So so I had to go ahead and hire a real plumber to do it for eight thousand dollars. And that put me in a situation where property got condemned. But what I learned very quickly was that uh, an expense just like this for eight thousand dollars for a sewer line. It's very frequent, especially in older properties. And this could actually disrupt and basically almost send somebody, an investor under if they didn't plan for it to spend $8,000 on the sewer line. So I realized that there's something called American Water Sewer Line Protection Service, mm -hmm. where there's going to protect your sewer line and your water line. It only costs eight bucks. And you have to wait 30 days to put in the claim. If I would have known that, I would have kept $10,000 in my pocket. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, I didn't, my my first investment property, I had to do the sewer damage. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the city would allow you to hold a note with them. Finance it, Took yeah. me forever to pay it off, but right. at least 
But I would have rather have paid eight dollars than the four thousand, one hundred percent. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that I tap into. So if I'm buying properties where I didn't do a full gut and do everything, and they even have in-house, so for a little bit more money, you could have the electric covered, the plumbing covered, and even the heater covered yeah. for about eighteen dollars a month. Bruh, yeah, it's just too many gems, bro. Crazy man, it's, it's crazy. Golly, though, it's just yeah. too much, too much game to be used out here, yeah. bro. This episode, I literally just jumped right into yeah. making the yeah. money. Like, yeah. I did all of that, but I got a couple questions. How am I finding the Section Eight? Yeah. I mean, how am I finding the properties that fit your criteria? I right. know you talked about cities that you recommend. Yep. Uh, am I funding it through FHA? Like, yeah. And then give me a little bit of game on that. I got you. So one of the ways to find uh, these properties, so you can find them on the MLS, right? The multiple listing source uh, where you can actually find these properties on Redfin, Zillow and so forth. And right now what I'm looking at is single family properties because I actually prefer single family properties for various reasons. But we're looking for at least a three bedroom property, um, 1200 square feet or less with one ba one bathroom. So we can go ahead that traditional route, hire a realtor and they can have, send us properties. But I also like the off market route. So there's different groups, real estate groups that you should be tapped into right on Facebook and you can go ahead and post exactly what it is that you're looking for. Hey, I'm in this area. I want to find a three bedroom property in this price point, turnkey, ready to go. Does anyone have any deals? What's going to happen is people are literally going to be inboxing you left and right to the point where you're going to want to set up an email address just for receiving deals. And you're also going to find someone called wholesalers, right? So wholesalers are very influential. I partner with a lot of wholesalers where they're sending me deals and I'm buying these deals, but they're doing all the heavy lifting. They're finding the motivated seller. They're in a position where they're spending money on ads, so I can go ahead and tap in with the wholesaler, pay them their fee, and now I have the deal. Hey, you're looking at this and you're probably enjoying this episode and the strategies and the gems that I give you. This is just a fraction of what you learn in my mastermind, right? I would love for you to be able to learn more information on how he's able to help Carter Cofield make a million dollars in one single day, how he's able to help Rochelle Parks make over $500,000 in a day, learn how he's able to help Tevin grow his Instagram following from 70,000 followers to upwards to 200,000 and followers within two months and again those results are not typical let me be very clear but they are possible for those who are willing to put work in energy and effort if you're looking at this video right now i want you to go to the website mastermindwithneo.com -E so you can apply to see if you're a good fit for our mastermind this is specifically for someone looking to grow their digital business right even though, y'all probably even know David Shan, Sleepers for Suckers, he's inside of my mastermind. You probably know Sonya, the student loan doctor, he's inside of my mastermind. You probably know Darius Daniels, he's inside of my mastermind. Those are just a few more people who are absolutely crushing it as a result of being inside of the community. So listen, if you're looking at this, right, and you're probably looking at the episode like, man, you're dropping so much gems but can you imagine how many gyms you'll get when you're actually inside of the environment, when you're tapped into the community? What I want you guys to go to right now is mastermindwithneo.com so you do not miss out on your opportunity to get tapped in. You will have to apply, you will have to get on the call, and hopefully you make the cut to be a part of what we got going on. I'll see you on the inside. Let's get back to the episode. Another hack that a lot of people aren't doing, right, is finding these tired landlords. Mm. So that same site that I go to list my Section 8 mm. properties, mm. you can go ahead to affordablehousing.com, and then you can go ahead and reach out to everyone that has a vacant property. Because one thing that you know is the property is vacant, and they probably have more than one property available. So you would reach out to them and say, hey, have you had any interest in actually selling one of your properties? Or do you have any other properties in your portfolio you're looking to sell? 
and they might actually do. Mm. They might actually have a property for sale. Then you could go ahead and and then how, buy that. Like your six unit deal, you found it yeah. on Craigslist. Yeah, I found that one on Craigslist. Oh, I, I didn't want to oh, get oh, that. Oh my no, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Hey, People listen. sleeping on Craigslist, bro. Hey, listen to me, y'all. Yeah. You heard the excitement. What I want yeah. y'all to do right now, if y'all been hearing this. This is an ounce of the type of game that my brother gives. I want you guys to go to executewithdoug.com. Literally have a conversation with your team, right? Yep, yep. To see if you're a good fit. This dude has helped so many people. When I think about Janice. Oh, yeah. Janice went Janice crazy. came to yeah. Doug. I remember this yep, story because yep. I heard her so many times. Her yeah. husband came to do this ride along thing with Doug. I came to go speak at it where Doug show you all his different properties, yeah. right? And literally she did everything in her power for her husband not to go. They weren't even married. She said, we will not get married if you're going to go here. Yeah. For some reason, he ended up going. Y'all, she's 16 or 20 deals later. Now she's the main person running that business. Why? Because she committed. So I want y'all to go to executewithdoug.com. Anybody listening, I got I had to stop this because I want y'all to understand like, some of you going to go try to figure this out on your own when you got somebody to hold your hand, right? So you don't got to go out and bust your head trying to figure this thing out on your own. So I just want to make sure I said that. Oh, yeah, fine. but Craigslist, give me a little, yeah, give me a little, a little slice of yeah. Craigslist, man. So one of the things with Craigslist is you can actually set up alerts on Craigslist. Mm. So you go right into the for sale, go into the real estate section, but you can set up alert for what you're looking for. So you can literally zero down to the city that you're looking for, even the neighborhood. And then you can go ahead and have some keywords. Right. So these could be like a word like fixer. I would just put fixer instead of fixer upper. Yeah. I'll type in words like ARV. I would type in words like turnkey. Right. So then I was able to find this guy, Alex, and he had a six package deal. He actually had nine properties for sale, but I took six of the nine because the other three had a bad title work. Right. Yeah. So we picked up those. That's another six. hack. Oh, man. Yeah. The title is, the title is crazy, man. Yeah. Go ahead. So we went, we went ahead and I realized that his, the beautiful thing about that six pack was that they were already on section eight. I said, perfect. And he was selling them at a deep discount. And I knew that, you know what, I'm going to buy this portfolio, but then very shortly, I'm going to refinance to get all of my initial capital back. So I was able to get all my initial capital back by purchasing that portfolio. We increased those Section 8 rents, and I still have those properties today. And they're cash flowing crazy. And now, I'm not sure if you know this, but from last year, the rents in Philadelphia just went up 16% Section 8. 16%. Yeah, so can you imagine getting a 16% bonus? So just for the sake of it, if the rent is a thousand, I'm now getting one thousand one hundred and sixty. Correct. If your rent portfolio, if you making ten thousand, now I'm getting an extra thousand one hundred and sixty. Yeah. Yep. So if you got a million coming Did in, you that's to extra hundred and sixty thousand. All you have to do is just submit it into the system. <laughs> Time for a rent increase. Yeah. Yep. And most people, most landlords, most investors, they forget to raise their rents. So when I'm analyzing these portfolios, like right now I'm looking at a 40 package uh, portfolio mm. and the rents haven't increased in years. Yeah. So a lot of times landlords, they get comfortable. They say, you know what? This is enough cash flow. It covers my mortgage. I get a little cash flow. They don't want to raise rents. Right. So it's, it's, I find it more challenging to raise a market tenants rent versus section eight tenant rent. Yeah. So when I'm asking the government, like, Hey, I just want to increase to what the fair market rent is. They say, okay. They agree to it. So a tenant might go from paying $200 to now they have to pay $220. Mm. So extra $20 a month, which is not going to hurt anybody. Yeah. We got to come back for part four, though. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, the people know how they could tap in with you, man. Um, yeah. And I'm just excited, bro, just really for like 
one me getting more deals like yeah. I, I, that always that always excites me um and just i want people to really understand how significant understanding this game is like yeah. if you get in the game you are one or two properties away from just changing everything it's like yeah. it only take one for you to get that addiction so oh yeah i'm um, just like that, that, yeah that, that first rent check when that first rent check hits the palm of your hand is literally going to be life-changing yeah. and freedom is right around the corner if you're willing to buy that first property my dad always breaks it down the journey of a thousand miles literally starts with just one step most people are scared to take that first step, but I know you guys watching, you're gonna take that first step. So one way to tap in with me is go to my Instagram, Doug, D-O-U-G, last name Dept, D-E-P-T-E. -E. You can go to executewithdoug.com, right? Go ahead and fill out your information, stay tapped in, stay locked in. We have a lot of free gifts for you that you can go ahead and utilize. I wanna help you guys get free through real estate. And really you're just a couple deals away from getting your freedom.